You're listening to Sustainable Photography. I'm Ingrid Kolnes, and today we have Aislinn back on the podcast. She was on not that long ago, where we had a talk about abundance and mindset, and now she's here to talk about planning. Since it's nearing the end of the year, it's perfect timing. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Hey, Aislinn, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and have just a really beautiful conversation today. Yeah, we had such a fun last time because you were here not that long ago, but we decided then that we should do this again before the end of the year so we could talk some more about planning because that's something that we both care about. Yeah, I remember our first conversation on the podcast was just so refreshing and so light and we just had such a beautiful back and forth about what we were talking about. So it's really exciting to be back to be talking about something that I love and I know you love as well. And I know Mm -hmm. this is going to be really, really helpful for whoever is listening to this podcast today. Yeah, I know it is. So we're going to be talking about planning for the new year. But before we start, I do want you to just introduce yourself again, just in case someone missed our last conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, my name is Aislinn McKenna. I am a luxury, well, I was, I retired. I was a luxury wedding photographer for 13 years here in the United States. I started my business, my photography business, when I was 16 years old. I grew it throughout high school, throughout college. I moved almost a dozen times during that time. And this year, in 2022, I was able to retire from my photography career. And now I work full-time as an educator and a coach and a mentor. And what's really amazing is that since I've retired from photography, I've been able to create a six-figure coaching business. In like, It's been about a year since I've done that. And it's just so beautiful because as a photographer, that was always the dream, right? Like for me anyway, it was definitely a dream to be able to have a six-figure and a multi-six-figure business. And to be able to do that now is so, so beautiful by helping other people. So over the past like couple of years, I've been coaching female entrepreneurs and I really went full-time in the past year. And I help women who really want to elevate their content strategy, do that really deep mindset work, and also that confidence work that is required to scale and create massive impact. And in turn, it creates a sustainable business. It does. And it's like, if you think, oh, I just need to fix this one thing, you know, you often get those inquiries like, oh, I just need this one thing and then everything will be good. And then when you start asking questions, it just turns out like, oh, actually, you need to sort out this. And then we need to talk about that. And then there are so many layers. Yeah. Mindset work, it's interesting because I think a lot of creatives think that mindset work is this checkbox of like, oh, I did the mindset work, check, I'm done. And it's like, no, it's like an onion. There's like 8,000 layers in that, in mindset work. And like, you can always go deeper. And one of the things that I have heard that I really love is that the person across from you can only go as deep as they've met themselves. So as you go deeper, you're going to be having these more beautiful conversations and deeper conversations with people. And it just gets to be deeper and deeper work as you go along and keep doing it. Yeah, that is true. And today we're talking about something a little bit more tangible because we're talking about planning and preparing and getting ready for the new year. And 
it's something that I think is so, so, so important for many reasons. But I want to know your thoughts and how you feel like planning is something that is really important to have a sustainable business. Absolutely. So having a sustainable business to me means having an intentional strategy. It's not just about it being like there for the long term and being there, like having the long game in mind. It's about being intentional with what you're doing and what you're creating. So that starts with having an intentional plan for where you're going. So a lot of times what I see creatives and photographers specifically doing is they'll go from one shiny object to another without having a set of intentions. So they're waiting for the outside world to tell them exactly what's next and like exactly what to create before they go and create it. So when we're thinking about creating sustainable businesses and we're thinking about creating long-term, long-haul businesses, that comes from intentional internal work and it comes from planning and having vision for what you're creating. Yeah. And for me, I love goal setting. Like I think it's important to have some, I don't know, pretty measurable things like this is where I'm going for. And I think it's an important piece to be able to stay on track and make sure that you can tweak when necessary. But I know that you are all about intention setting. So maybe you can talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I love goal setting too. It's not like I'm sitting here not happy that like goal setting exists. I really do think goal setting is a, a really important part of owning a business. But I also, I work with my clients on this around intention setting. So goal setting, like just to kind of give you guys some definitions, goal setting is future forward. So it's dependent on a specific outcome and it's thinking about what do I want to achieve? What's the outcome? What's the desired outcome? That's goal setting. Intentions are present focused. So intentions are who do I want to be along the journey? And you live that out daily. So intentions are more like these big themes of your life. So like, for example, I am setting the intention today to be a good listener, a good listener to others, a good listener to my body, a good listener to my intuition. That's an intention. If you were like, my goal is to be a good listener, that's not necessarily a goal. That's much more of an intention. So there's just like nuances to it. And a goal just isn't like setting an intention. It really is two separate things. So you should be setting goals for yourself. You should also be setting intentions for yourself. If you want, I can go into a couple more examples of each of those. Oh yeah. Okay. I want. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So a couple of examples of goals would be to have a $50,000 a month in business. That is a goal. That is a desired outcome. That is their actual steps to get to that. Another goal you could have is to create a podcast and record 52 episodes in 2023. So that's a goal because it's very action-oriented. It's very future-oriented. It's very much like just something you're working towards. An intention on the other side, a couple examples of those are, I choose to be present today and make adjustments when things feel out of alignment. That's not really a goal. If you like put that on a sheet of paper, like for your goal list, like people are going to be like, what is this? That's not something that you can work towards. It's something that is in the present moment. Another example of an intention would be, I choose to do focus work today and work on tasks that are urgent and important. And the final example I have for intentions would be, I choose to give myself grace today. If you like were writing down your list of goals for 2023 and your list said, goal, I want to give myself more grace. There's not a lot of actionable steps towards that you can give yourself, but that's a beautiful intention to set for yourself on a daily basis. So the way you use intentions, do you use it more on a day-to-day -day focus or can you like, would you set an intention for 2023? You can. If you're going to set an intention for 2023, I recommend it be more like a 30,000 foot view intention, kind of like a theme that you're trying to embody every single day. So for example, 
my intention for 2023 is to be the highest version of myself or the most in alignment version of myself. So that could be like your intention for the year. That is not as tangible as I want to have a 50K month in business. Those are two very different things. But if you have that as your intention for the year, what are different ways that you can embody that on a daily basis? If your goal or if your intention is to be in alignment with yourself more often, like in 2023, okay, on a daily basis, that looks like my self-talk needs to be better. And like my self-talk needs to be kinder to myself. I need to get out in the sunshine more. I need to go on walks. I need to take care of my body, my mind, and my spirit. So like, that's an intention. That's not a goal. I guess it's kind of similar to, I used to have like a word of the year, you know, like, okay, so this year I want to focus all about growth, for example. And then every week, you know, you can do a check-in, like, did you grow? (laughs) Did you focus on that? What can you do differently to get closer to that feeling of whatever it is? I guess growth was a bad example. It was all I could think of. (laughs) Same. Yeah. And yeah, I see a lot of people do words for the year. And I think it's a really great way to set an intention, but you can be even more broad about it and make it more broad. Do you recommend everyone to set their intentions daily? Do you have like a practice around it? I do. I have a lot of people in my life over the years who have said, wow, you are an incredibly intentional person. And I think it comes from the daily practices I have around being intentional. So when I wake up in the morning and I'm not going to sit here and say like, this is every day of the week and every day of the year, like that's just not the case. But my general intention when I wake up in the morning is to wake up and to listen to something positive when I wake up. And then I'll sit there and I'll write down a couple of things that I'm grateful for or a couple of things that I'm intending for the day. So I'm intending for today to be a day that I'm a good listener. I'm intending for today to be a day that I'm kind to someone who needs it. I'm intending for today to be a day that I serve my clients well, but I also take care of myself. So those are intentions. Those aren't goals, they're intentions. And so that's something I do fairly often. And you can set intentions, and I really highly recommend this. You can set intentions like as you're going into things. So like before this podcast started today, I was like, oh, okay, let's sit down and set my intentions so that we're coming into this podcast as the most fresh and clean and happy and joyful. And I'm not bringing anything into this moment. I am here and I am present and I am in the moment as much as possible. Because for me, I feel the most loved when somebody is being very present with me. And so I try as much as possible to be that for other people. So when it comes to intention settings, like, of course, you can do the 30,000 foot view for a whole year if you want to. But I highly recommend that if you can do it on a daily basis, you know, before you go into a photo shoot, what's your intention for that photo shoot? What do you want to bring? What do you not? What do you want the other people across the table from you doing? Like, what do you want out of that? And how do you want to show up in that? And it's just a really beautiful practice. And I feel like I get what I want a lot more out of life when I'm more intentional. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And well, I love planning. I should get better at setting intentions for sure, but I do love planning. And especially for new year, there's something about that when you feel like you get a fresh start, even though it's just another new day in a new year. And I think the best way to go about it is to look back on this year and just see how things were, what worked, what didn't. Do you have any thoughts or advice maybe you can share when it comes to how you like to do things when you get started in the planning process? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny because when we were planning for this podcast, I actually went back into my notes and I had forgotten that I did a Q4 masterclass around 
planning last year. And so it was so nice because I went back and I found my notes from that. And I was like, Ooh, these are really good questions. I should probably sit down and do this for myself. So it was actually a really great exercise. And so I'm really excited to share these with your podcast listeners, because you guys are going to be able to take these questions and go journal on them literally as soon as you hear them. And like, you can take action immediately as you're hearing these. So whenever I'm planning for a new quarter, whether that's Q4, Q1, Q2, Q3, doesn't matter. doesn't matter like when it is in the year. I like to start looking back on previous quarters to see what's working. And instead of looking at the whole year, I really like to break it up into quarters, like 12 weeks. So we're entering into Q1 of 2023, rather than this idea of we're entering into the entire year of 2023. And I don't know about you, but I can feel such a big difference in my mind when I'm working on goal setting for like a whole year versus 12 weeks. Because if I sit there and I'm like, okay, what are my goals for the entire year 2023? I don't know who I'm going to be in Q3 or Q4 of 2023. I haven't met that version of myself yet because she's invested in things that I haven't invested in. She's learned things that I haven't learned yet. She's had experiences that I haven't had yet. So it feels kind of like, Why would I make plans for her? Because by the time I get to that point, Q3, Q4 of next year, I will have done so much more than I thought was possible because I've broken things up into 12-week periods instead of looking at it from the whole year. So I have a whole bunch of questions you guys can use to help with reflecting on your year as you're planning for the next year. So the first question is, what worked in previous quarters that brought in revenue, time, freedom, and joy? So I'll repeat that that way in case you guys didn't catch it. What worked in previous quarters that brought you revenue, time, freedom, and joy? So that's the first question you can ask yourself. And the next one you can ask is, what didn't work this year that felt either heavy, forced, or out of alignment for you? And I really want you to get super specific about it being for you. It doesn't matter if the world as a whole or the economy as a whole or the industry as a whole. Like, I don't care. That's not what we're doing here. What we're doing here is what felt heavy force or out of alignment for you in your business. And you know, you know, when something feels out of alignment or forced or heavy, or you're doing it out of obligation or out of shoulds or have tos, that stuff doesn't have to be part of your business. It can be delegated out. It can be outsourced, all the different things. The live workshop series, Create Your Best Year Yet, is happening next week. And I don't want you to miss out. So make sure that you sign up now. Sure, you can just see what happens next year. I hope you get enough clients. You can focus on keeping up with editing and marketing when you have time, or you can take some time now, plan out your year, make sure that you set aside enough time to build your business, to learn new things, to have a marketing plan to follow. And if that's what you want, I hope to see you on Monday, ready to create your best year yet. Tickets are only $47 and there are limited seats. So go to ingvillkolnes.com slash best year to sign up now. So the next question is, what love does your business need right now? So what love does your social media need right now? What love does your launch process need right now if you have an educational piece of your business? So this question is really digging into where have you been neglecting pieces of your business that need a little bit of extra love? Maybe your process is just a little bit inefficient, or maybe you don't like to look at your numbers in your business. Maybe that's something that you need to give yourself a little bit more love and grace around. Maybe you need to hire somebody for that. So where in your business around like your business as a whole, around your social media and around things like your launch process or your planning process, where does that need a little bit more love? 
Okay. So the next question is what's one thing you're super proud of from this year? I love asking my clients this one so much because I think as creative, sometimes we don't want to say, I'm proud of myself for this thing, or I'm proud of myself for this achievement, because there are people around us who don't like to say that about themselves. And so we think, oh, I'm not being humble, or I'm not, you know, I shouldn't say those things out loud. But the more we can give ourselves that kind of self-love, and the more we can say, I am proud of you, even when no one else is saying it to us, the more we can really start to look for things to be proud of that we are doing. And it just kind of retrains the brain into this space of looking for opportunities and looking for ways to be kinder to ourselves. So that's a really great one. I love to ask my clients. And then let's see. So take some time to go month by month of 2022 and write down some of the big stuff happened in your business for each month. So this one will take you a little bit of time. And what I recommend you do if you want to do this one is go back to your Instagram stories and go month by month and look at what happened in each month, or you can go to your calendar if you want to and look at it as kind of like a 30,000 foot view as a whole, looking at like, okay, January, this is what happened. February, this is what happened. March, this is what happened. And just kind of go through each month and you will be absolutely shocked at how much you've done in the past year and how much you've grown in the past year. Instead of looking at it from this like, the entire 12 months of the year, this is all I did. And I only did one thing. It's like, no, you probably did a lot more than you thought you did. You just need to have a process for going through each month to look at each month. So those are the big questions that I like to do when I'm reflecting on the previous year in order to go into the next year. Yeah, because it is so important to know what's already happened before you can move forward. Because if not, it's so likely that you'll just keep doing things that are holding you back, that you don't really like doing, things that you just feel like, oh, I have to do this. And then you don't. And if you don't look back, if you don't check it out, then you don't really know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I see a lot of people who they're like, oh yeah, like next year is going to be my year that I'm going to do this. And next year is going to be the year that I'm going to X, Y, Z. And it's like, that is a beautiful goal. And I'm applauding you and giving you the biggest hug and cheering you on with that. If you are doing the same stuff that you did this year, you're going to be expecting the exact same results from what you did this year, next year. I've always loved this quote, nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm -hmm. Whenever I get myself in a funk where I'm like doing the same thing and I'm like, oh, I should, probably should be doing this thing over here. <laughs> that's the thing I say to myself, nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah, it's kind of similar to the one which is if you do the same thing, or the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something to change. Because it's like, you know, where you're just doing something which you think like, this is what I have to do, but it's not giving anything. But you just think if I do it just more and more and more, but then it's still not doing it. That's when you're stuck. That's when something has to change. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of the reason why I'm such a big believer in investing and in mentoring and educators and coaching is because your coach can see your blind spots, especially mm -hmm. if you're working with a one-on-one -on -one coach. Sometimes you can get this in like group programs too, but if you're working with a one-on-one -on -one coach, they are going to be able to see your blind spots and help you with the limiting beliefs that are keeping you from making the progress you want to make. You can't really get that from free YouTube education or taking a self-paced course where you're not actually having any kind of accountability. It really is that accountability piece that I think that helps people move a little bit faster. Yeah. And imagine if you are the kind of person that is used to doing everything yourself 
and you're doing it, you're doing well, just imagine how far you could get if you had someone there with you, just showing you a little bit of maybe some shortcuts there, or maybe a better way of doing things there, and then seeing something that you didn't see yourself or giving you a fresh perspective on something. I mean, you could get so much further if you had that. Yeah. So there was a time in my business where I was probably charging around $5,000 for wedding photography. And I, I remember thinking like at that time, there's no way anyone's charging much more than this. Like there's absolutely no way. And sorry, this is like kind of tangential, but it comes back to planning. So there was a time where I thought, oh, there's no way that anyone charges more than this. And as soon as I had a mentor walk into my life and tell me that they charge $15,000 for wedding photography, my mind was absolutely blown. And that's, I think what we're trying to talk about here is that when you want to plan for your next year, one of the things that you want to think about is what kind of support do I need? What kind of expansive spaces do I need to be in, in order to know what's possible? Because if I sat here and said, oh, the most you could ever make for wedding photography is $5,000 because the circle that I'm in and I keep doing the same things over and over again, next year, I'm going to have the same belief. The belief doesn't go away until I'm put in a room or I am stepping into a room or I'm working with a coach who shows me that, no, there actually are people who are charging like literally triple that. Mm -hmm. I know. And I've had the exact same experience where I was like, because it's different in Norway than in the US. I know in the US you have all levels from probably free to, you know, $30,000 for sure. Yeah. There's really all levels. But here it's like everyone's just sat at that three, four, five thousand $5,000 mark. And literally there isn't anyone else. They're just all there, just kind of like a flat rate. Someone's just decided this is how much it should cost. And that's what everyone charges. So when I've had mentors from other countries and the US especially, my one mentor was like, yeah, she charged, I don't know, 10, 15, 20,000 for a wedding. And I was like, yeah, but that's the US. I don't think that's possible here. And, you know, just knowing that that had happened for someone, I still had that, like, it's not possible here, but it didn't take very long until I had one of those weddings myself, which was like $15,000. And it's like, I don't know if I would have thought it was possible if I hadn't known other people that had done it before. Because if it's just some distant, faraway thing, like, oh, no, that's not possible, then all the decisions that you make, they're going to reflect back on that because you're not going to offer any bigger things if you think that it's not possible. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you guys are thinking about 2023 and planning for this next year and planning for really big things, one of the things you're going to want to think about is, what rooms do I need to occupy in order for me to be expanded in the way that these goals are expanding me? So like, let's just play pretend you charge $4,000 for wedding photography. And in 2023, you want to charge $8,000. That is an incredible goal. That is an incredible goal. And it's, it's so exciting to dream that big. What support do you need to get there? What rooms do you need to be in to get there? What skills do you need to master to get there? And also, do you already have those things in place and you're just stopping yourself because of mindset things? So that's one of the things I think about for 2023 is, okay, for me, for my coaching business, I have really big revenue goals for next year. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't play at that level if I don't have the support systems and I don't have the mindset systems, and I don't have the extra things that I need in order to get to that space. So really thinking about what kind of support do you want for the big goals that you're setting for yourself? Yeah, because very often 
the thing that's limiting ourselves the most, that is us. Whether that is saying that I don't have the time for that or that's not possible or I don't know how to do it. And, you know, there are solutions for it. There is something you can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because sometimes we set these goals for ourselves and then we don't know what we don't know. So we'll set a goal for ourselves of like, okay, I want to double my rates for wedding photography. Okay, you might not know that you have to get better at sales and get better at like sales calls and consultation calls. You don't know what you don't know. And so that's why having a mentor or investing in educational spaces, that's why it's so powerful because those are the spaces that are probably going to show you what your blind spots are in order to get to the goal that you set for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And when it comes to planning, then, you know, looking back will show you what you're already doing, what's working, what you need to change for next year, what you're kind of missing, whether that you need to learn something or you need to set aside time to actually be able to implement something new, whatever it is. What's the next step? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways that you can move forward once you've set your intentions and once you've reflected on your previous year. So one of the pathways you can go is making a vision board for yourself. So vision boards are a visual representation of your goals. So you can do them on Pinterest, you can do them on Canva, you can do them physically with magazines if you can get a hold of magazines anymore. <laughs> like there's lots of different ways to do vision boards, but vision boards should really be something that you have in front of you fairly often. So like if you're going to do a visual representation, put it in your office. Look at those goals every day. So I actually I love doing this on a quarterly basis. So I have a vision board on my laptop as my desk screensaver thing. So if somebody opens my laptop, it's like a nice normal picture, but once you log into my computer, it's like a whole vision board and I'm like nobody can look at this <laughs> unless they know me. <laughs> so that's one way you can do it is you can do a vision board. Another way you can do it is sit down and actually actually write out your goals in just like bullet points is totally fine. You can just do bullet points of goal for Q1 of 2023, and then like list out your different goals. And that's just like a very, I'm going to call it generic, but it's just a very basic way to do goal setting. And it's not really going to activate a lot in you to just write it down in that way. So that's why I like vision boards, but I also really love something called scripting. So this is something that I do with my clients manifestation thing. It's a mindset thing. It's getting your body and your mind activated as you are thinking about your goals. There are a lot of different ways to script, but this is one of the ways that I really love to teach my clients to do it. So let's just say today is December, 2022. You would write a letter to yourself in December, 2023. And so you would say, dear Aislinn, I am so proud of you for this thing that you achieved, it was so amazing to watch you do that. And the growth that you've had in the past year has been absolutely amazing. I love the way that you showed up for people. I love the way that you showed up for yourself. It was so neat to watch you hit 30K months consistently in your coaching business. I'm so proud of you for the way that you showed up for your clients and helped them in this way. So do you guys feel the emotion behind that letter? It's almost like you're writing it to a loved one or writing a love letter to a friend of, I am so freaking proud of you and so excited for you for all these things you achieved. And in that letter, I really want you to think about the goals that you're setting for yourself. And when you're scripting, you're acting as if it's already happened. So you're writing this letter as if all of these different things that you haven't achieved in 2022, but you want to achieve in 2023, you're writing them as if they've already happened. And you're just like congratulating a friend, essentially. 
So this really activates the imagination part of your brain. And it really like kind of gets you in this, I'm so proud of you vibe. And I'm so proud of you energy that is so powerful when we're thinking about our goals and we're thinking about our future. Mm, Yeah. There's something about that. Putting yourself in the mindset of someone who has already achieved it. That is really powerful. Yeah. And not just like somebody who's achieved it, but you the version of you that has achieved it. It's so easy for us to be like, oh, I'm so proud of my friend for doing this, or I'm so proud of my sister for doing this or whatever. And it's like, okay, let's turn that in on ourselves a little bit. We can be proud of ourselves. And that comes from doing the mindset work and really getting a lot more love for ourselves and kind of working on our our self-talk a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I told you before we scheduled this call that I am doing like a mini workshop thing where we're planning out the year. And on the the final day of the workbook, there is actually like a letter outline where you do something similar to that. So I just had to laugh when you said that because it is so powerful because then you're kind of writing it all out. It's like a story almost of what will happen or what has happened. And yeah, how you're just really happy about it because it does matter how you feel about it. Yeah. And I think, so one of the things I want to mention to your podcast listeners too, is that in 2021, if I was sitting here right now in December of 2021, not in December of 2022, if I was sitting here a year ago, I probably would have laughed in your face that we were having this conversation right now. I would have been like, there's no way I'm on podcast. There's no way I retired from photography. There's no way I have a multi six figure coaching business. There is no way. The person that I was back that year, when I was planning for who I wanted to be in 2022, could not have dreamed of the things that I have become and the things that I've achieved this year, because I just didn't dream that big. So when your podcast listeners are listening to this, I really want you guys to think about, it's okay to dream bigger than you think is possible for next year, because you could be sitting a year from now in a place that you're just like, oh my gosh my life is completely different in such a beautiful way. Like how amazing is this? So it's not just like these little dreams of what you think is possible right now. Think about what you want to be possible. Yeah. It's like that thing. I don't remember who said it, but it's something like we underestimate how much is possible to get done in a year or five years. And then we overestimate how much is possible to get done in a day. So we just fill up our daily calendars with all sorts of stuff. And then we always feel like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not doing all the things. And then we're disappointed. And then we're kind of missing that longer viewpoint where it's like, well, you thought you could only get to here, but in reality, this is what is possible. And you just have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Let's go through the five lessons in the live workshop series. The first one is that you'll get clear on your values. This will help create a great foundation that will help you get clarity around what matters most to you. Secondly, we'll figure out what's working right now and what's not working for you. That way you can do more of what's working and less of what isn't working for you. On the third day, we'll figure out what you truly want. You'll create a dream board filled with all the things that you want to start drawing in. The fourth lesson is to set goals that you really want to accomplish because clear goals will help you set a direction in your life and business. And on the final day, we'll start filling in your calendar with what matters most to you. You'll start outlining the calendar of next year and you'll save space for the things that you know now matters to you. Okay, so the way it works is you'll get a video lesson in your inbox every day 
And then a few hours later, you can come join a live coaching session where you can ask your questions. We can go through the work together. So you can join one of these days lives. You can join all of them or none of them. It's still worth it to join because you can ask your questions ahead of time. You'll get access to replays and there'll be a guidebook and printables included. So basically a lot of stuff. And to sign up, you just go to ingridcolonist.com slash best year. And I can't wait to hang out with you next week. I have a program called Success Accelerator and it's a three-month hybrid mastermind and group program. And it's so funny because we just finished a round of it. And like I was talking to the women in that program at the end of the three months and it was like, okay, we're going to sit down and you're going to tell me everything you've done in the past three months. And not just like the achievements, the physical like doing things, but also who you've become in the past three months. And every single one of them, they were just, I didn't think I could do that much in three months. I've raised my prices. I've added revenue streams, all these different things that they've been able to do. That's why I love, instead of looking at something as like a whole year, I love breaking it into the 12 weeks because honestly, it's more satisfying to look at it from like a three month period and be like, yeah, I got that done in three months instead of being like, crap, I didn't get enough done in 12 months. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay, so now we have set our intentions, we have reflected on the year, and then we have decided there are different ways of doing goal setting and kind of setting aside space for what we need. But what's the very best way to start the new year? Yeah, so if you're wanting to start the new year strong, I highly recommend asking yourself these questions. So I want you guys to go back and listen to the questions that we had in this podcast. That's the first and foremost, do that. But then I also want you to think about this. What do I actually want to take with me into 2023? The next question is, what can't come with me? What are the different mindsets that can't come with me? What are the different social circles that aren't serving me or I'm not serving them? Just what are the different things that can't come with me? And then what kind of support do I need to invest in? Do I need financial support? Do I need to hire a CPA? Do I need to hire a better financial advisor? Do I need to hire a business coach? Do I need to hire a mindset coach? Do I need to invest in my cameras? Spoiler alert, you probably don't. Your cameras are probably fine. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. I have to say this because I see so many people doing this and it drives me bonkers. A rebrand is not the reason people are going to hire you at a higher price point. It is just not. If you're thinking in 2023, oh, the way I'm going to get to my next level is because of a rebrand. If you don't change the mindset and if you don't change the inner work and like the systems that are supporting your business, if you don't fix those things, a rebrand is just slapping lipstick on a pig. It's not changing. <laughs> that is, it's such a Southern phrase. I hate that phrase, but it's a, a Southern phrase that I picked up a long time ago. A rebrand is not going to get you what you think it's going to get you if you're not also doing the mindset work and helping to build better systems in your business. Mm, yeah, that's what we talked about earlier as well. Like there's so many pieces of these things. You can't just do one and think that that's going to fix everything. You probably need a lot more if you're going to get to the next level or wherever it is we want to go. Yeah. I decided that one of the things that was not coming with me into 2022 was all or nothing mentality. That was one of the biggest things that I made a shift. Like I consciously made a shift around if I was thinking it's all or nothing, it has to be all of it or it has to be none of it then that kind of stuff can't come with me into who I am in 2022 and in 2023. So that's another thing to think about too, is that are there any mindsets currently that are not serving you? And it might be hard to see without like a coach or a mentor or like some kind of course that's helping you with this kind of thing. 
are there any mindsets that are keeping you the way that you are, that are keeping you comfortable, that are keeping you from growing to where you say you want to grow? Yeah. And that is really important because that's one thing that I hear quite often, like, oh, I want to raise my prices to this, but that can't happen until it's been at least three more years. Or I want to quit my job and just be a photographer full time, but that's far into the future. And it's like, well, why? Why is it like that? It's just because you've decided that or you think that because it's not a fact. It's not like that's how it is. Yeah. And sometimes we look for proof outside of ourselves as to like why that isn't going to happen for us when we could be the line leaders and we could be the leaders and make the proof happen because we were the proof and we are the proof. Yeah, that's true. Because someone has to be the first one that does it no matter what it is. And I had some photographer friends in, in New Zealand, which they raised their prices to a lot more than everyone else because they're like, what are you all doing? This is way too cheap. We need to raise our prices. So they did it first. And what happened wasn't that they didn't get booked. They got booked, they got booked out and everyone else could raise their prices as well and actually make a decent living instead of the way that things often work now is that people are kind of underpricing all the time because they're so scared of not getting enough clients. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, like when we set big goals for ourselves in the creative world, we go to our friends and our industry peers and we say, I'm raising my prices this year. And if you say that to someone who has a belief of, oh, well, nobody can charge more than X amount. And you've just said something that was over X amount. They're going to come back at you and say, oh, that's not possible. And they mean, well, they love you. Like they are not trying to like take you down. But if you tell your goals to people who are not supportive and don't have an expansive mindset around what's possible for people, you're likely just going to put yourself back into the cycle of comfortable. Like, oh, I'm just going to stay where I am because everyone else tells me that that price is too high. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something that I've heard a million times when I was starting out, like, oh, you're going to be a photographer. Oh, that's not going to be easy. Or that's not possible. You can't make a living from that. You know, you hear that in so many different ways that it's almost not possible to get affected by it and to start believing it yourself. And when you hear that, then you think like, oh, no one's going to book me. I need to have really low prices. I need to just keep my day job because it's not going to be possible for me. Just having that input, I think that can be really harmful as well. Yeah, absolutely. And just like remembering too, that somebody has to go first. Like somebody has to go first with the highest price or the most innovative package or in-person sales, all of those different things. Like somebody went first. So why can't it be you? Oh, I agree so much. But what about, okay, so the person who's listening has done all the things. They responded to all your questions. They've done a really good job. They're prepared. But what else do they have to do right now to get into the best preparation mode for 2023? Yeah, I think the first thing is pat yourself on the back because that was a lot of questions that I asked. (laughs) So that's the first thing is I would say, just give yourself grace and also just really feel into, like if you did scripting or you did a vision board or you just wrote your goals down, if you did all of that and you're feeling like, oh, wow, this was a lot, just like give yourself grace for a minute and then just come back to it and think about, okay, this is something I am doing for myself. I am setting myself up to win no matter what in 2023. I am going to set myself up by setting intentions on a daily basis and by also having these goals in mind that I'm really, really excited about. If your goals are boring, I highly recommend you try to make them a little bit more juicy and a little bit more exciting to you. So if you set a goal of, let's say your current price is $4,000 for wedding photography, 
and you're like, in 2023, I'm going to raise it to 4,200. How juicy is that? How fun is that? How exciting is that? It's not, it's not, it's going to feel like, okay, well, that's maybe possible. I want you to dream a little bit bigger around what could be possible for you. So when we're thinking about recommendations for like creating a sustainable business and like, what's the next thing, what to do, working on your emotional intelligence is going to be the best thing you can possibly do for yourself. So emotional intelligence is your ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways. And it's going to help you to relieve stress. It's going to help you to communicate more effectively. It's going to help you empathize with others. And it's also going to help you to overcome challenges and diffuse conflict. All of that stuff we use as business owners, all of that stuff. If you're in the wedding world, you will absolutely need to master your emotional intelligence because you need to be able to walk into a space and be a peaceful rock and not feeding into the chaos of a wedding day. And that comes from emotional intelligence. So if you want a long-term business that is both profitable and sustainable, you have to master both the mindset. So emotional intelligence and master not only being able to understand your emotions, but being able to label them and then being able to process them. That's really important to be able to do. So that's the mindset. You need to be able to master mindset and strategy. So that's one of the things that I like love helping people with is both mindset and strategy instead of it just being like, here's how to book 30 weddings next year. Do you even really want to book 30 weddings? Ask yourself that. Does that feel fun? Does that feel sustainable? Does that feel good? So as far as like things to work on for next year, Google emotional intelligence, find a coach who works on emotional intelligence with people, but then also look at the strategy you currently have, what's working in your current strategy that you can just keep building on. You do not need to burn your business to the ground every single year and start fresh. That's not how we have a long-term sustainable business. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I have multiple programs that help women who own creative businesses master both their mindset and create more sustainability and stability in their business. And I know you do as well. Yeah. And I think it's important, everything you're saying and how there are different areas of this. There are different ways you need to address it. You can't just work on the one thing. You also need the other. That's kind of been the thing we've been talking about all throughout this, where it's like, the mindset, the way you're thinking about things, your confidence and figuring out what you actually want, what you want. Because so often it's like, oh, look at what they're doing over there. That looks cool. I should do that. And it turns out that, oh, I actually don't want to do that, but I think I have to because it's what everyone does. That's so common. Oh yeah. I see that all the time with creatives, especially I'll see creatives kind of get into their little pods of people that they talk to on a daily basis. And if your pod of people are not talking about crazy dreams that don't even seem possible, they're probably not going to support your crazy dream that doesn't seem possible. And not because they don't love you, but just because they do not believe it's possible for them. So how could it be possible for you? So that's another thing to think about for 2023 is what spaces are you occupying? Who are you talking to on a daily basis? And what information are you inputting on a daily basis? What podcast are you listening to? TikTok, Instagram, all the different things. Are those helping you to expand to a new next level version of yourself or are they keeping you where you are? And there's nothing wrong with keeping you where you are. Your brain would really like it if we just like status quo the rest of life, but we're here to build long-term businesses and long-term businesses need to be thinking a little bit more outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I actually have a very tangible example when it comes to that whole input thing. And that is 
websites. I think websites are very important. So I look at a lot of photographers' websites and I see that they all look like each other's. You know, if you're a photographer and you want to have a new website, then you look at other photographers' websites for input and for inspiration. And it's like, yeah, most of them suck. So please don't do that. And it's the same kind of thing where it's, yeah, all your friends are stuck at the same level of pricing as you are. So maybe just step outside of that when you're trying to find a way where you can actually make a living. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I was just thinking about this, that if your friends are kind of talking negatively about their clients, and I just say kind of, I mean, really, if they're talking negatively about their clients or they're talking about, oh, last weekend's wedding or last weekend's photo shoot, the clients were just like awful. It was really hard or like all those different things. If the common self-talk and the conversations around you are negative, it's going to be hard for you to get to a level where you can charge what you need to charge because the kind of conversations you're going to be having with people at that level, like the clients, they're not going to like to play around with somebody who is talking negatively about themselves and talking negatively about their clients. So thinking about 2023, is your self-talk positive? Is it negative? Like when you go into a photo shoot, are you like, oh man, I could have done better and I was terrible. And oh my God, I bet they think I was the worst human in the world. I bet they think I was the worst photographer in the world. Is that your self-talk right now? Because if that's your self-talk and you want to raise your prices and you step in front of a luxury client and you're saying those things out loud, it's going to be such a turnoff to them. They're going to be like, whoa, whoa. I think any client would be turned off by that. That's not helping anyone. Yeah. So just thinking about your self-talk, but also like the conversations you're having with the people that you're talking to regularly, are they positive conversations or are they conversations where people are just complaining or not happy with their lot essentially? Mm, Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. So true. And yeah, it's time to reflect. It's time to make some changes. I know that the new year, as I said before, it's just another new day and you can start over whenever you want, but it is a great opportunity to really feel like, okay, let's just do things a little bit more intentional this time around. Let's make sure that we're doing the things that we actually want to, instead of just what we think we have to. And yeah, just make the next year really, really great. Yeah. And I want to remind the listeners too, that How you grow this next year in 2023 has very little to do with what happens in the first 30 days of the year. So if in the first 30 days of the year, you set these like ginormous goals and like nothing happens progress wise towards them, it means very little about what's going to happen in Q2, Q3, and Q4. So I really want you guys to start the year out by looking at what support do I need to play bigger? Start the year out thinking in smaller chunks and also reflecting often on how far you've already come because you probably come a lot farther than you think you have. And if you're not surrounded by people who are telling you that, or you're not surrounded by people who are encouraging that, be that for yourself and be proud of yourself and give that to yourself. If you don't need the outside world to tell you like that, you've done a lot of really cool things. You can tell yourself that. That's amazing, Aislinn. Oh, what really powerful ending note there. So where can the listener go to keep learning from you? Absolutely. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Aislinn Eileen Coaching. You can also join me in my courses. I have masterminds and I also have private coaching to take this further if you're interested in really diving deep into your mindset and also the systems and strategies that it takes to have a really long-term profitable, sustainable business that you absolutely love that you're not going to absolutely burn out from. Yeah, because that's the last thing we want. Exactly. Yes. 
Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com slash podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography Program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.